bro, I brought I uh brought my thick juicy dumper mug with me. What? Oh my god, it's been so long since we've seen that. <laughs> Just for you. I forgot about that. Wow. No better way to start the new year than with <laughs> some a big ass. juicy dumper. <laughs> big big juicy dumper. Happy New Year and welcome back to a, wow. another episode of the Health Unfiltered <laughs> Podcast. My name is Nicole and I am with my lovely co-host, Rowan Brooke. How are we doing? Happy New Year. Peachy. Happy New Year. 2023. We made it. Yay. We made it, fellas and, and fellies. I don't know what the- Fellies. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling good about 2023 though. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. Like three days in, you're like, you know what? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I just I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't really gotten um, my bearings with what day of the week it is, but we're going to get there. Me you know neither. what? Shout out to shout out to Nicole, because on her Instagram story on New Year's Eve, she was out not only past midnight, but also, dare I say, drinking a little booze. And mm-hmm. obviously, you can have a good time without it. And obviously, you cannot stay up until 12. But this is the first time in, I don't know, 78 years uh, that you've done that. So I was I it's was true. messaging you like, are you okay? I barely remember messaging you. and But I do remember you saying, like, you're awake? Um, yeah. yeah. That's impressive. I went to a friend's house and... It was, I mean, it, it was still supposed to be a chill night where we were just eating cheese and drinking yeah. a couple cool cocktails, but my keys ended up getting taken away from me and I had to stay at their house. Oh, Lord. Because, because oh, whoever shit, was making Coco. the drinks was putting a lot in there and mm-hmm. I did not realize. So it got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to you and your friends for making responsible choices <laughs> and taking the keys Right. Away. Yeah. Because, you know, I would definitely probably said, I can go home. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, we survived. Yeah. Brooke, <laughs> yeah, what did you funny. end up doing for, for New Year's? Besides I, being in the cold. I don't know if you were in the cold. I read by the fireplace with my dog. I was in bed pretty early. I love it. But then she woke me up like grumbling and like. She has these weird little barks for attention because she heard fireworks in the distance at midnight. And I was Aww. like, oh, okay. Well, happy new year. Let's go back to bed. It's <laughs> like, psst, 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 wake up real quick. Uh, happy new year. Yeah, that's Did y'all get like. crazy weather like the rest of the world or were you fine? I've been a victim of crazy weather for the last three weeks <laughs> because I went to Canada. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) I went to Canada and I don't know how people live up there. If I'm being honest, shout out to everyone living in Canada. It's way, Mm. way too cold and so Mm -hmm. much snow. Um, And then North Carolina was fine. It was just so weird to see it so cold there, but it wasn't as cold Mm -hmm. as I think it could have been. And now I'm back in Virginia where then it got freakishly warm and it was like in the 60s. I was like, mm. I don't know what's happening, and my body is very confused. It's yeah. global warming is what's happening. Right. Thank you. I think it's just climate the- change. It's, like, so extreme now. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's extreme hot. Is? It's extreme cold. I don't know. I just call it change. Things are changing. <laughs> Sweet. That's like the You're like, mm, it's no, not no, warm. It's not, it's not global changing. warming, but it's changing. We, like, we don't need your scientific... <laughs> explanation scientific of him. <laughs> oh man well, like it's just the truth wild you know i i was thinking about how you were like i need to get back to the jungle and and you know uh <laughs> really be in like perfect weather and a part of me is like yeah i totally get that when i was in hawaii it was like beautiful it was december and it felt very strange and i was like i could see myself being here but <clears throat> then i think about how like the human experience is just like pain and i'm like you gotta live through like those super cold times the and super space. hot times to be like, 
yeah, all right. This is good weather. You know, this is nice. Oh, so. my God. Like, when I, I, I was, love I was, that when Roe is dramatic. That's not even dramatic. Like, I think we have to, like, experience The human experience is things. pain? It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, but it's like, more than that. <laughs> no, it's just, just pain. But so I was home uh, in Chicago, and it, when uh, the weather got crazy, it was <laughs> negative 40 with the uh, oh. wind chill and stuff. And it was, it was fun to step outside again and be like, oh, my <laughs> – nose hairs are instantly frozen again like this is what it feels like and, like i was at the gym and i would leave and go to the gas station in shorts and i was like wow my legs are cold like it's cold here and it was just it was just fun to to be in that again so wow uh, it's like yeah. free chirotherapy or whatever they call that cryo cryotherapy cryo? Yeah. i don't know <laughs> that thing where you get in like super cold yeah it's like negative 100 for like 20 seconds or something i don't know how it works but yeah yeah that's how i did it um because i just wanted to wake up my autonomic nervous system uh Mm -hmm. and it helped so i will say though like uh having seasons i do like like it's kind of weird when you go to like the equator or like places like hawaii or costa rica and and i was saying well, yeah, people were having that conversation. They were like, I feel like my body wants to go through that seasonal hibernation, but it's summer in Costa Rica where it's like the prettiest of the year. And they're like, it takes a while to adjust. I was like, that's a really good point. And yeah. I mean, you do have like the downsides of like crazy rain and mudslides. So like even in paradise, sometimes weather gets gnarly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I couldn't have my fresh coconut. Had a couple it's earthquakes hard. shake me awake at night, you know. That'll just do little, it. Yeah, just yeah, a little. Yeah. It was like shaking the bed. I was like, this is like either an exorcism or I'd never experienced it before. I was like, like, I knew I, my time was is coming. Is this yeah. it? Like, <laughs> Oh man! Damn! Uh, Wild. Yes, it's been some some wild weather this last month. That's for sure. But it's you know, a new year, baby. It's a new year. We're here. <laughs> I like the hype train. I, I mean, <laughs> see, Ro goes from life is pain. That's all uh, it is to like you know, being I like our I didn't hype say that's man. all it was, but you know, it it helps us. It helps us live through and understand i mean you know i agree ro <laughs> you know i understand <laughs> that pain is a part of our life <laughs> um okay i just start crying so we... on the podcast like... <laughs> uh we have a question of the week to lighten the mood how do you all feel about sober january <laughs> uh... i want to hear your rancor ro well, I mean, like, what kind of, <coughs> what, yeah, answer. what kind of, uh, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Like, I have no feelings towards it. Okay. I like if someone, if, if someone said, I'm doing dry January, what do you, what do you say? Like, cool. Nice. Okay. I, I, would a- nice. I would ask why. <laughs> I like to ask why. Yeah. Like, why are you um, doing sober January? Yeah. I don't yeah. ask a lot of questions. I'm like. You In the back of your the- head though, what are the thoughts that you only keep to yourself? Me? Yes. No thoughts. <laughs> like i think it's the secret i think part of Anything the part of the uh case now we'll get a lot of they're not arguments spirited discussions when she'll tell me something and i'm like nice they're like that's it and then i'll tell her something and she just comes with like 90 questions and i'm like no no i gave you all the information i had or was willing to give you like that's it there's no more and so oh, that's how i feel like people are so like <laughs> oh i'm doing this i'm like cool if like you wanted a, to tell me more, no. you would tell no, me more. No, that not, is your personality. Yeah, nah, that's, I mean, not, that's, that's a you thing. That's yeah, a that's thing. a you thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, I don't have any thoughts other than nice when someone says I'm doing so for January. Yeah, I think oh I'm with, God. I mean, from what Brooke has said so far, and I want Brooke to also just elaborate on her answer, but for me, it always comes down to why. Sure, I yeah. think a lot of people feel this pressure to like for me for example the people in my life who have said they in the past were going to do dry january are normally individuals who drink booze on a regular basis so for me it's like okay are you doing dry january just to have this like extreme goal that you check off and as soon as february comes you're gonna like literally binge drink because then i don't see a point Or is this something that you're really trying to explore and see, like, will this actually help me feel better? That's kind of my view on it. 
Yeah, and I think it would be more realistic <coughs> if someone really does drink a lot to be like, well, I'm going to drink less. And it's something that mm-hmm. you can maintain. And hopefully there's a good reason why and it's centered around health. Like there's a lot of yeah. research coming out now. Like you're 57% more likely to have dementia if you drink moderately alcohol. And mm-hmm. the definition of moderate alcohol, folks, is like not that much. Not that much. <laughs> so, you know, compared to what people are used to drinking, where most drinks are technically multiple servings in one drink. So I think that like you have to really ask yourself why and then think like, is this going to be the most realistic way I can do this to be sustainable and achievable or do it a different way? Um, And I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. It's been no surprise that I've been sober now for like four months, no alcohol. And for me too, like I think having this goal, it's not really, I guess it's not really a goal and it's not really like a permanent thing for me. It's really just like, this doesn't feel good to me anymore. Physically, I feel like garbage. I've got um, health things in my family and with my personal health that it's just not supportive. Uh, It doesn't help me mentally and emotionally in any way. Like it makes me worse. Like the drinking blues are real. So I kind of had (laughs) to like go through this, this like process. And I think that That's the other big thing, too, is like there's no end date. It's not a 30 day challenge. It's more of like this is what feels good to me right now. And this is how I'm going to navigate it. And then like maybe maybe down the line, I'm like, you know what? I do want a glass of wine while I'm in Italy or like whatever. But um, I think that like having a sober January for 30 days just seems like another like weird fatty health challenge. Like fad (laughs) thing. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, like your relationship with booze is really important and if it is something that you do feel like you're relying on or just like indulging in a lot and you think it could be contributing to why you might not be feeling your best like Brooke said I just think it it would be better to maybe play around with having less um and also just like asking yourself and doing some deeper work of like why am I turning to this am I turning to booze to numb or escape um yeah just like things to think about brooke are you okay over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> just getting just hot like, to the strip down i think so <laughs> but like when i took my sweatshirt off i was like now it's trapped in the wiring oh, i no didn't way. think about it <laughs> so now i just have like quite the situation over here but i'm, good. I'm great I'm yeah i uh i agree with all the things that, that you all have said um about sober january i know that I mean, I I don't know. I don't think I would ever do that just because I'm with you all on not cutting out anything completely. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> December was pretty, I, I would say it's pretty alcohol filled because it was like my birthday and then graduation Graduated. and then going home. <laughs> and so by the time it was like the end of the year, I was like, I just, I just don't want to drink. <laughs> I don't want to drink anything. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, I was out until like 3.30 in the morning and I was like, yeah, I just mm. this is not really that enjoyable to me anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, it's happened, Brooke. It's happened. I mean, three thirty. I'll be out till like one. Fine, but three thirty a.m. I slept me, for an hour and a half, and then I drove home. I'm like, oh absolutely God. not. <laughs> yeah, that's way too late. Mm-hmm. Speaking of drinking, so then are you drinking right now, Ro? Is anyone drinking? Oh. oh yeah. Uh, well, right now I am doing some, we have some things planned for this year. So I am doing some market research on things. Uh, I have this uh, quote unquote hydration powder thing that I'm drinking, uh, mostly because I, um, just didn't want to drink water, but I'm not going to say which one it is, but yeah, that's, uh, what I'm drinking. And then I have my creatine in here, uh, but it's just water. So yeah. Cool. Lame. I have some kombucha and some peppermint tea. So I drank the kombucha first. It was a mango passion fruit by Hum. And it was um, really good. I don't think I've ever had that brand. It's really good. I find it at Publix, but I think it should be wow, almost Publix. everywhere. forgot yeah. that was a place. Mm-hmm. What are I'm you, Brooke? drinking tea i'm drinking a holy basil tea they also call it tulsi tea in hindu but it's like a medicinal herb and it's actually used for immune function and to help combat stress and so i started drinking this when i was like struggling with like wild cortisol which is much much better i used to have like the most gnarly 
uh, cortisol saliva test looking thing. So <laughs> I started drinking it. I really, really like it. It's relaxing and I have a rose flavor. And then I've got some L-glutamine in it too because I'm mm. on the tail end of a gut health protocol. And I love, love, love to have clients use this. And I use the same things myself when we're working on supporting that gut lining before and after and during like a protocol because it helps to just like make sure the lining is super happy and strong and supported and those tight junctions are tight and not leaking. So it makes usually like your symptoms a lot better on a gut health protocol. So I'm just finishing up that. Nice. Nice. You know what I thought about and I think about often when you think about uh, how you're like, oh, this helps with stress, right? Like how do you quantify that? With a lot of that stuff, I think it's like because generally you're not like – pouring tea and then running around from place to place and be like oh fuck it mm-hmm. but like you're sitting down you're sipping on it it's like you like tend to relax or give it your 10 minutes of like peace of mind and so you're like oh man this tea's just like it, it really helps and it's like i think it's because you actually just took 10 minutes to chill out for a bit and think about you know your life and things and people are like I don't like that. I think it's the tea. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, like, whatever, man. I feel like so it's, we it's don't kinda, have them. Um, that's my idea. Yeah. And I don't think we really have enough research on a lot of the natural herbs. Like we're researching all these like different supplements and we're researching all these medicines, but we don't really research the herbs a lot. I know in Ayurvedic medicine, they use it as like a natural fever reducer. So these are, I feel like things that have been used like thousands of years by cultures that we're just like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but also you're like, oh, take this. It's it's help with fevers. And then whether it does or not, is placebo effect mind? is like super strong. And you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I should be better now. I did this. So that's not me knocking anything, but it's like maybe, you know, maybe that's why. Oh, Who placebo knows? effect for Rose sure. Rose always going to play devil's advocate. I just, you know, you know? Like, there are reasons I things work it. or reasons I they don't. It. And I'm like, we just have to figure out why. So it's true. Yeah. It's true. Well, I am excited to start the new year with this podcast topic. We are going to naturally talk about goal setting, intention setting, what are our thoughts, what are some tactics that we use, that clients use, and I always love a conversation like this because when you're starting a new year, it feels like just a fresh blank page, and um, there can be a lot of just I think there can be a lot of hype around this season and also a lot of confusion so it's really good to talk about like a realistic way to start the new year and really take those baby steps towards your goals so the first question that I want to ask is how do you all tackle goal setting in the new year just like in your personal lives um some examples that come to mind are vision boards resolutions um a lot of people like to pick like one or two words that they really come back to throughout the year there's so many different options so what are some of the things that y'all like to do i'll let you go I, first brooke okay <laughs> i i like to do uh, words of the year I do a couple and so I like to do a, like words of the year that are kind of like setting the theme or my intention I used mm-hmm. to be way more like specific I guess but I think for me what feels really good now is like w- looking back at last year like what what was my year like and I looked back what was really cool is I looked back at my words from last year and my intentions and my goals and I was like wow like I really hit that and this really was the year of embodying these things and so I think it's really cool to just kind of go through it in a more open way and just be like these are my themes my intentions and here's the words that are going to anchor in that like this is going to be my thing for the year mm-hmm. yeah yeah that. it's like when we talk about goal setting right it's it's better to have process oriented goals and like goal oriented uh, uh, results I think is the other one so it's like oh here's my theme I love that you said it was like a theme because that mm-hmm. that's that's great um yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't even really thought about it much. Uh, I like to make lists on my like on my uh, whiteboard, but that thing changes so often that I, I don't remember the mm-hmm. like what was on it last year, the year before that, or whatever. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't have any <laughs> any focus in my life oh right now. My. Because, because I have no. Okay, Ro, we're gonna themes. figure it out in this episode. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta make yourself a vision board later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my whole my whole life has changed. Uh, yeah, oh I don't gosh. know. I I like the idea of like themes and well, well I so I guess the closest thing is, uh, you know, we um I don't know if we talked about this, but when we went to Hawaii, we got to a a waterfall, and I, Casey is like, "Let's swim towards it." And I swam, and I freaked the fuck out. I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, we're swimming, and as soon as the like waterfall water hit me, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drown." There's no lifeguard here. We're up in the middle of a mountain, and like, if I sink here, my life ends at two days after thirty in a waterfall. So I like mm-hmm. start freaking out. I swim back. She swims back with me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I don't know what's going on. I'm like very scared. I'm very anxious. I don't think this has ever happened to me before. It's been a long time. And so we're like, okay, we'll try it again. Mostly because she's dragging me to do it. I try it again. I freak out. I come back. And if you just swam through, like it would have been fine. But my brain was like, go back, please. Uh, and eventually like she made it through and I just took the long way around. I was like, you know what? I still have to do this. I will not let like fear dictate my life. And I just, I still have to do it. So I went around, took the long way, but like my heart was pounding the entire way. So I had these moments in my life that I don't look at like at a yearly type of thing. But the last time I did something like that, I was 22. I jumped into a frozen lake because somebody said I wouldn't do it. I did it. And I was like, oh, from then on, I become a person who, when they say they're going to do things, they do things. And that kind of led me into my master's through my PhD, whatever. And now it's like, oh, I have a lot of, we talked about it before the podcast, unknowns because I'm done with my PhD, trying to figure out a lot of things. Uh, But, you know, like, fear of those things isn't going to hold me back. And so even though it's like, I guess... I guess that's my resolution, right? Is to to not allow fear of new things to to hold me back. But it's because in that moment, I was like, "Wow, I, I want to leave. I want to get out of this water." Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, "Well, I have to do this." So, or I chose mm-hmm. to do it, right? And have to do it. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to my little therapy session that just happened there. <laughs> Holy shit, huh? That was a really <laughs> oh, that's a really yeah. good goal though, or like a good mm-hmm. like thing to focus on. I like that. I'm yeah. mute myself and cry for a bit. It's fine. Oh my god, <laughs> you're doing great, bro. You're doing Shit. great. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> anyway, Nicole, how do you how do you tackle goal setting in the near? Those vulnerability <laughs> moments are my favorite. Was, He's like literally I having like a cohort. That. that was weird. Ooh, I didn't like that. <laughs> um, I loved it. So thank you, Ro. Yeah. But for me, uh, a lot of the same with Brooke. I think over the, like the last few years, I really focused on words for the year and also just like small like sayings or mantras or whatever to like root myself in and then i love vision boarding because i just think it's really fun and canva is like such a great resource to be able to do it super easily too if you don't have like all the supplies to make like a physical one um Brooke, do you like feel comfortable sharing like what your words are or are those like for you to keep? Yeah, I'll totally share them. Even <laughs> people judge the shit out of me. So my <laughs> row was vulnerable. So now I feel like it's safe to be vulnerable. Right. <laughs> oh so God. I've got two picked out so far. I'm honestly like easing into this new year. Like I'm loving the energy mm-hmm. of it. I'm loving that it's like it feels fresh, but I'm still working through journaling celebrations of 2022 and what I want. So but so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, my words are surrender and pleasure. I chose surrender because I've noticed a lot of stuff coming up for me where I can be an absolute control freak. And I think that I'm death gripping life in a lot of ways and it's hindering me from actually enjoying the experience, whether Mm -hmm. that's being like anxious and hyper-focused thinking on the future or in the past, like did I say something that sounds dumb? Like, really trying to control situations instead of just surrendering to life and whatever happens mm-hmm. and um, having more flow and ease. And then pleasure kind of feeds into it too, because I think that 
a lot of the times I've felt like I need to constantly be doing and producing and productive and I've missed out on a lot of just moments where I'm totally checked out because my brain is in overdrive and I'm not Mm. enjoying the little things like even like I was like silly little things I'm driving and I there was this beautiful like pasture with a the pond looked like glass and these cows were walking past it. So it was this perfect reflection. I'm like, this is so cool. And just like taking in those moments and actually being present, maybe present needs to be added to the list so that I can enjoy and be in the pleasure and have fun. And that life gets to be that good. It doesn't have to just be struggle and pain as, as Mm. Rose said earlier, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at on picking my words and themes rolling into Mm -hmm. the new year. Yeah. I love those. I love those. Yeah. 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 I think so far for me, like in 2022, one of the biggest things that just really, I don't know, like, I don't know what, how to explain the experience, but going to Norway and Iceland, like coming back, there was just like a part of me that because I saw like, different ways of living and the way other people like approach like certain things within their culture um it changed a lot of the way like that I wanted to step into my life and one of the so I've been doing like a lot of research and reading over like the Nordic like ways of life and one of my words is huga which is like their word for um almost like this coziness, like coziness and connection Mm -hmm. and really like slowing down and appreciating one, like the people that you're with and like the space that you keep. Um, So that's one of my words. And like the way that I really want to like approach this year is does this feel like cozy and welcoming? Does this feel like a soft place to land? Um, And another one of my words is, selfish because I don't think I've ever embodied selfishness in my life (laughs) and I've always no you definitely have not not. (laughs) (laughs) and it's not like that I want to be like I think selfishness we want to view it as a negative word but really like it comes down to you have to be able to take care of yourself and recognize your own needs before you can really be able to do that for others and be able to do it for the world at large Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to kind of like let go of that story that I have to sacrifice and do so much for other people to be loved or seen or welcomed or whatever it is. Um, so that, those are mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, love it. Dang, I wish <laughs> I had thought about words more. Maybe next time I'll be like, here are my words. But yeah, the, the selfish thing is it's huge, especially as we talk about stuff for this episode and stuff for new years is that like sometimes when when you want to do things you have not sometimes always (laughs) you should always put yourself like Mm -hmm. first because i also believe in the i before we we before all like mantra and you have to take care of of yourself to do that but i love those words yeah (laughs) i yeah i think like the words like ro if i had just like I think like it would be something you would enjoy if you just kind of like thought about, oh, what words do I want to embody or like what words do I want to like go with me into this new year? I think it's a really great practice. Yeah. Nicole, is there anything you do with your words like to anchor it in? Like, do you write them somewhere or like what do you do? Yeah, I like to one incorporate like what I think like the vision of those words to me, like on my vision board and then also like writing them down. And then when it comes to like big decisions or something I'm doing in my life, I like to reflect back on that and be like, does this embody those things? And if it doesn't, that can really help with decision-making of this is what I said I really wanted to embody this year. And so you don't have to like have this back and forth battle in your mind because you can just say like, does this feel like Hugo? Does this feel like selfish? And if it doesn't, then we're like, nope, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> I love I it like so much. Too. I definitely put mine on my lock screen. Mine was on my lock screen mm. until like maybe a month ago. 
And it's just like a mm-hmm. constant reminder because how many times do you look at your freaking phone like a day? Yeah. So it's yeah, always right. there. And it's always like, okay, this, this and my core set of values is how I do my decision mm-hmm. making and how I move through the world. And so I like having it like present all the time as a reminder. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. Definitely the lock screen. And I've put my like vision board also on my, my computer screen right now. So I can oh, I love that. see that too, because like you're always looking at your computer too, especially yeah. in our line of work. Um, but cool. I love that. How do you all approach goal setting with clients or like in the new year, what are some of the ways that you feel like you're going to approach goal setting as a coach with your clients? This is so funny now because I was thinking about <laughs> what, what we talked about earlier where someone's like, they say this and I'm like, okay, that's it. But when I'm working with a client, right, when someone is paying me money <laughs> to talk to them, I'm like, oh, why is that goal important, right? Because I think that mm-hmm. that is like you have to understand people's why. And um, I mean, the, the one that I will always think of, I think, regardless of how many clients I've had, but. Nicole, remember when, when we first started working together, we had that, I think she was our first client, this older lady who was like mm-hmm. intent on losing an insane amount of weight. And uh, I, it was like, when it came down to it, it was like, why, 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 why? She wanted <laughs> to lose weight to fit into an old pair of pants uh, that she um, hadn't worn since her like fiance had passed away or something. And mm-hmm. that was like super groundbreaking very like intimate detail that um you can sometimes pull from people at the beginning right so it's like okay well what's 20 pounds actually going to get you i want to feel better well why don't you feel good already like well i'm a poor lover mother whatever it's like okay like this goes far beyond just like losing weight so the first thing is always trying to figure out what their why is and then from there like and i think this is where people get really messed up is small actionable steps because we have so much knowledge and so much experience and we could just be like hey here's ten thousand things we're gonna do in the next year and a half and you're gonna reach every goal imaginable and that freaks people out because they don't even know how to get started on day one you know or or like what what simple thing they can do so uh it's like figure out the why and then from there like understand that some clients need a little more some need a little less but that it has to be like they have to be small actionable steps at least in the beginning uh i think for me and then i forgot what we were talking about so um client goal yeah. setting you got this yes Your brain's got okay this. all right okay someone take over for a bit i gotta, I yeah. gotta get back I got on you. my train man um yes. So what I love to do, I actually just went through this with the community, which is like the membership option. We do like monthly master classes together. Sounds like a cult. It kind of, it's like a health <laughs> cult, but like cool. <laughs> and and uh, no, it's not a cult, but it's a lot of fun. So we did a, we did a master class and then we had like a Q&A and so we talked through things. But the master class like was really about going through the process of what I like to do in more depth for my year. And so I lead my clients through what I like to do because I know it works for me. And a really big piece that I think is important is some people will just shut the door in 2022 and be like, totally new year. I'm starting from scratch. It's day one again. And I don't like that for a lot of reasons. And Mm so I'll have them go through month by month. And like, what are you celebrating? Whether it's personal, it's health, financial, business, whatever makes sense for your life. What are you celebrating from each month? What went really well? What do we want to build on rolling into the new year? Or what do we want to amplify so that we can keep this ongoing process of just one foot in front of the other versus this like, because sometimes it's a little overwhelming to be like, I have to accomplish something really big this year. It's like, no, you've already done a lot of really cool shit. Like, how can we take it a step or two further that's going to feel really good to you? So that's the Mm -hmm. process that I go through with people. And um, then I really do what Rose said. It's like we're we're going one step at a, a time. We're not going to do this like ridiculous. You've never run in your life and you're going to start running marathons. Like you yeah. have to be <laughs> intentional about how you move through that process. Or you just crash and burn. Yeah, for sure. It can be really overwhelming 
going into a new year and just wanting that that fresh start and wanting to just like come out of the gate running and I love how you mentioned earlier Brooke of just like I'm loving kind of easing into this new year I think that that's something that we should um almost like celebrate and talk about more of like, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't, you don't have to rush. Like if, especially whenever you listen to this, you know, it'll be over a weekend to the new year. If you haven't started on anything yet, like that's okay. And I think for me with clients, especially one, it's celebrating all the little things that we kind of forget to celebrate along the way because we're always thinking about the next thing. So celebrating what you've already accomplished and then, you know, using that vision, those dreams to kind of plan out what you want to also accomplish this year. And then being able to give yourself grace along the way, because things are going to happen that you're not planning or expecting. And those are also things that you should celebrate that you were able to like pivot and tackle and um, not get thrown off just because it didn't go perfectly it's never going to go perfectly yeah 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 and i also think coming back to like values is really important because it's really easy to set a goal because you think that's the goal you're supposed to set but once again like what words are you really like gravitating towards this year what values do you really feel like are true to you always and how can your goals help embody those things Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> like, We're all just uh, nodding in silence. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Just, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fully taking oh it gosh. in. <laughs> Listeners are like, "What's next?" Like, no. Right. No, this is. <laughs> so, if someone has set a goal and um, after a few weeks they just feel like they're not meeting that goal, they're not able to stay consistent with that goal um, as they had hoped they would be. What are some practical ways to reassess that goal or what are some things as a coach that you would say or help them with? I think the biggest thing for me is like pause, like don't panic. Mm -hmm. Don't think mm -hmm. you're a failure. Don't spiral. Let's pause. Let's reassess what's going on in your life currently. Let's look at this goal. Is it really something that you want or is feasible for where you're at in your life? And then if it, if it really is and you're like, I really want to do this thing and be like, all right, cool, let's just start a little bit smaller because it's not a race. It's just a journey for yourself. You're not racing anyone else. So then I'll back it up and be like, all right, let's just do this one step at a time. For example, like a client wanted to start walking daily, but she is very, very busy and she runs a business and it was hard to integrate that. So it was, I got in, you know, three walks this week and then it builds and it builds and it builds until it does become this integrated part of your day. So it's just backing it up and just figuring out a better timeline of those process goals to get you to the outcome you're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with what Brooke said. Um, and then I would add that, uh, the pause always has to happen, right? Because you're like, okay, well, before we start spiraling, let's think about it. Um, one thing that I, I like to do is to, you know, keep keep logs, training logs, diary logs, whatever, of people that are like, today I had this great thing happen. You know, I felt great. Oh, uh, I got a new PR, whatever it is. And you keep that because when people start to freak out or be like, things are going negatively, you can pull out all this objective evidence and say like, hey, do you remember when you did this, 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 and this, and you felt really great about it? Like, these are all positive things. So, yeah, maybe you didn't lose that pound this week that was supposed to be on track to lose X amount in however long. But according to you, and objectively, you got stronger, you have felt better, things are moving a lot better, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, Brooke, you did mention, like, you're not racing anyone. You know, I, I work with, and I'm not saying you don't either, but work with competitive athletes that are where you are racing someone, right? Like the decisions you are making are, it's almost one of those like, Hey, if you're not working, your competition's working. Right. But you also have to understand that your competition is also having those days where they're like, fuck, we didn't work hard enough. Things didn't go well. Um, and the process doesn't change with someone who is like a normal exercise enjoy or whatever, and a competitive athlete who it's like, look at all the good that we're doing. Don't freak out about this little thing. We understand we have a plan here. So it's like you start off with what what you said with, you know, making sure our values are set. We know what the goals are at hand. Um, if you're not racing anyone and it's just you versus you, 
yeah, life happens. It's all good. And when you are racing someone, it's fine. Life happens. But maybe then with those athletes, you have to be a little bit more technical about the next steps and kick them in the ass a bit more than like the normal person might have to. But it's still just look at all the positives. We're trending in a positive direction. Let's keep that rolling instead of just, you're right. You really fucked it. You need to work harder. Mm-hmm. It's like, all mm-hmm. right, <laughs> how's that helping anyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to just look at your goals and think it's always success or failure when really everything that you're doing is just feedback. Like you're always going to pivot, you know, it's never just going to be like, I'm just taking one step here and then one step there and then one step there. There's always going to be things that get in your way, speed bumps, whatever, and detours. So I think it can be really helpful to just one, ask yourself, okay, like what didn't work? And like, don't beat yourself up over it. Just change, like change the plan a little bit, make a few tweaks and continue to do like follow what is feeling good. And I think, I know that Brooke and I do this and Ro, I'm pretty positive in your training app, you do it as well. Um, but where we ask more, more information, like we get more information of how is your sleep? How is your mood? How is your energy? Like taking note of all these other feedback tools instead of just being like, did I accomplish this or did I not? Like how did it actually make you feel and how did it enhance your life or did it not enhance your life? And if it didn't like, that's important too. Like we have to find joy in this process and we have to, to let things like Brooke said, like let things feel good. They're not always supposed to be like pain, suffering and challenge. (laughs) I think the reframe of failures is like such a big one. It's like we we think it's like this end all be all that's like, well, we're not good enough. We're not worthy enough. We're not what a insert story here. But really, our failures are our biggest teachers. Like we get Mm -hmm. so much lesson and like so many lessons and so much growth out of that, that I think for me this past year, that was like a big thing where I was like, we got a lot of we got a lot of shit hitting the fan. And like, Mm -hmm. I think the lesson and the growth came from like, pressing forward through it so i think Mm -hmm. that's a good reframe too that we could all take yeah failing forward is is a great lesson and is a great way to act where you're like oh this is just another another stepping stone what's next yeah my whole life is built on fail forward so and you're a doctor so it's working (laughs) (laughs) look at row everybody keep failing guys you'll make it I think one of the biggest things that we also hear about this time of year is discipline and you just need to stay motivated. You just need to stay disciplined. Um, What are y'all's thoughts on this? And I know we've talked about it before, but it's really, I love being able to come back to a question and see how our views have changed. Um, what, What are some other words that could be used to stay encouraged, even if we may not be feeling that motivation i have really yeah. controversial opinions on you this, just gotta lie. want it <laughs> you just gotta change your entire life i feel like this might shock people my opinions on this <laughs> i well i think motivation is like kind of a bullshit excuse like i'm not motivated mm-hmm. most days to do certain things i guess like i have a bigger purpose and intention behind what i do that i don't need to be like i'm really happy and motivated today like it just that's just not the human experience people Um, (laughs) so I think having discipline (laughs) is important and I, I, I recently posted a reel about like what would happen if you dedicated like a year of your life to actually giving it your all. And I, it was interesting. I got some feedback. Some people deleted, ended up deleting their comments. Um, and someone was like exhausted and I'm like, but that that's because you're doing it wrong. Like I'm saying, what if you gave you're all for a year where you prioritized yourself and you found balance and you moved through with purpose and you really treated your body the way you know you need to treat it like that's what I'm talking about and I think that we should all be able to do that and that doesn't mean you're going to be exhausted and you're dying in the gym for 90 minutes every day like that's not what it looks like and I think that that's a misconception that we see a lot around this time of year when you're not looking at health as the holistic puzzles that it is and there has to be balance and it shouldn't be exhausting and you owe it to yourself. Like, this is it. You got one body. 
And if you, when you're, when you beat the crap out of it, like, all right, maybe we'll see you in another life. We don't know. Right. So I think that you should really honor it. And I, I, so I have a strong opinion that I do think discipline is like a very sterile word. It makes me think of like military and get up at 5 a.m. But like, that's not what it has to look like to be dedicated to yourself and your health and your well-being. Well, I also think you mentioned like giving it your all. And I think that's, we need to redefine what does all mean because we have been consuming decades of information when it comes to diet culture and like toxic fitness industry, whatever that like giving it our all means working out for two hours in the gym every single day, doing something we hate only eating broccoli and chicken with no seasoning, no salt, because like you should be miserable in your diet. Oh my God. (laughs) And like, like what does all mean, you know? And I think if you are somebody that has taken all this information of like giving it my all means being on this miserable diet, following this miserable fitness plan, never getting to go out with my friends, never getting to do X, Y, Z, then yeah, like that probably does sound miserable and exhausting. But like Brooke is saying, when you figure out what your intention is and like your purpose and like why you're doing it, and you name those values that truly matter to you and that's where you stem from when it comes to goal setting that all of that changes yeah i i agree but um would also want to add that like <sighs> there are some people that might be listening to this and i think majority of people are like yeah like okay that that's fair because you are talking about like health and wellness and fitness in a, in how we tend to talk in in mm-hmm. uh, about it but if you are like cuz i i see both sides right i'm going to give my all for the next year and my only goal is to be the biggest baddest shreddest motherfucker in the gym then <laughs> in their eyes yeah my all is eating the broccoli eating the chicken not going out you know like whatever they're willing to do i am not willing to do that right (laughs) like it's not for me to say whether it's right or wrong for that person but like then then it's exhausting right i think and i know that you know the person that was probably commenting on your thing brooke because it was specific to health wellness like you're right it shouldn't be like you shouldn't feel like shit trying to make yourself feel better um but if you're like you know, if some roided up jack dude uh, came across your reel and was like, yeah, that's bullshit. It's because for them, probably because their their only goal is to get huge and giant and not live a long life. Right. But like we're here for a good time, not a long time. And I want to be 300 pounds of just meat. Uh, good for you, man. <laughs> and or woman. I just or anything. But I, I that's just not women. us. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, it. Uh, I, I agree with what we're talking about, uh, but it's just when you look at just how you can be super disciplined to do, I mean, it takes a lot of discipline to eat the same boring shit every day, to wake up, to not have friends, I guess. Oh my <laughs> um, God. And, and like, but if that's what you want to do, then like do it right. but like do that it. is that is not what we're talking about here I and like i think that's, that's really yeah. for extreme athletes yeah yeah where and, but it's that's, like you you will have to sacrifice that's where we get a lot of like our motivation right the the guy who's just like shredded and is everyone wants to look like that person but there's like so many sacrifices that this person had to make that like mentally they're messed up, physically they're messed up, and or they will be for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Or maybe they don't even last that long, right? See a lot of bodybuilders dying lately. Um, but dying? It, it, yeah. I mean, I know just, so many people that got hospitalized with like heart issues and blood pressure damn. issues. And, yeah, you oh, pop yeah. 500 cc's of test a day. Like, I'm sorry. It's not just your muscles that grow. Your heart. That's also not grows. discipline. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yes, <laughs> that's totally different, right? <laughs> like, uh, but you know, it, we talk about like motivation and discipline, and like it. I, I, I love that you said discipline is something other than militaristic and mm. sterile, because yeah, it takes discipline to like wake up and do something towards your goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's discipline. That's that's a good thing that you did it, even if it was just 
I have to post once a day. Doesn't matter what it is. Today I have no content. Let me just throw something out there. Fine. You had the discipline to do that. But like it there's there's so many ways that you can win at life, win at the day, win towards your goal that it just doesn't have to be this like, well, we royally fucked it up today. We didn't do anything. And then that's when people start to I messed up my goals. I threw it out the window. It's only February. And now I need to think of a new goal. Like mm-hmm. I think that's how people get tripped up. So yeah yeah I I think that most people are like have this really warped sense of the definition of all it seemed like everyone in the comments was like I kind of hate when reels go viral because it's like 20,000 people who really don't give a shit they're like watching (laughs) something and giving unwanted commentary yeah you're like you're not my (laughs) you're not my people (laughs) and it was like I think they were like I'm gonna have to eat like five leaves of spinach every day and like that's not what health is and I think that that just goes to show that like we don't even have a healthy definition of health and well-being and nutrition Mm -hmm. and fitness like period or what giving it your all means so maybe we need to all do a lot more messaging on that because the internet still is whack. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, very clickbaity, right? It's way mm-hmm. easier to wake up, motherfucker, get to the gym. Stop drinking <laughs> a put. And people are like, yeah, all right, I needed this t- today. I'm out of there. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so then some other people are like, God, what a loser. I'm, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> you know, are you? Yeah. And I also think it comes, like, I think it's a, also a conversation to have of we all are different. Like, yeah not everybody is gonna love fitness like Mm -hmm. it's just not a thing like we can know that moving our bodies is health promoting but that doesn't mean that someone is going to want to ever go to a gym in their life and you don't have to like you can find there are so many different options out there and i think it really comes down to knowing who you are and what brings you joy because yeah if you're trying to fit yourself into this box that like isn't meant for you you're probably not going to stay motivated or disciplined or whatever word you want to use. You got to, you got to find the joy too. <laughs> yes. Maybe that'll be my word. Joy. <laughs> I love it, Rome. Love Please it. find it. <laughs> Please find it. your joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, I think this was a really great conversation. Obviously. Um, I think this is something we talk about a lot together just as, three people who are in the same like industry working with other human beings on specific health and wellness goals. And if there's anything that we didn't cover that anybody wants to talk more about, like, please reach out to us. We are very active on the socials. So we always love to to hear from y'all and any questions that y'all want answered. We're happy to do that. So Yes, let's grow this podcast 2023. Let's do yes, it. Yes, there we go. We're trending up and it's time to skyrocket. There we go. Share us. We all are currently accepting new clients. Ro is the master of all things exercise and performance. Me, Nicole, is I am is I'm a non-diet dietitian, <laughs> um, helping you know that your body better so you can feel better through nutrition mm-hmm. and lifestyle support. Brooke and her wonderful West Nutrition Co. team specialize in <laughs> taking a holistic approach to solving digestive and hormonal symptoms using specialized lab testing. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod and keep those awesome questions coming. Rate us, share us, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and robo how about you take us out hey congratulations (laughs) you made it to 2023 i hope this year is great and for the first time this year let's play that music let's get high all right let me go cry now peace out bye y'all bye